as boys lines. As bold as lion. As bold as lions. As bold as lions. You're listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. Hello and welcome to the As Bold as Lions podcast. It is so good to have you join me today. And just as we get started, um, just want to preface that today's podcast and the following episode, which we'll uh, post in another week, are going to be a little bit different format than perhaps other podcasts that I have done in the year or so of, of doing this. And some of that just extends from the the episode that posted last time is called A World on Fire. There's also a blog of the same title, and that's um, over at my website, DerekCharlesJohnson.com. But some of the things that we talked about there, I think just as almost a response to that, um, are, are leading us into prayer. And it's uh, just prayer for our nation right now and, and what we're facing as believers. You probably saw the title of this episode if you clicked on it and you're listening to it. Um, Praying for America. And this is part one. And next week will be um, the companion uh, conclusion to that part two. Uh, and many of you who are listening are stateside. You're in the U.S. Um, but I also know from um, statistical data and things that I can have access to through the, the hosting site that I use for all my podcasts, uh, publishing that, uh, there's, there's folks that are not in the States. There's, there's folks that are listening around the globe somewhere. So, and, and that's great. I'm glad you're here, whether you're a regular person or just dropping by. Um, but all that to say, I think there are some things applicable here to anyone who is a believer right now worldwide, anywhere that you're at. And I hope that you can take some of these things, realize that I'm, uh, I'm trying to apply them to America, but they're, I think they, they can be used anywhere to intercede and pray for, for your own land. Um, so I invite you into this discussion and, uh, hope that these prayers that follow are things that you can agree for, uh, as I, Pray for America, and you can agree for the world as well, wherever you are at. We are going through some rough days, and I don't want to sugarcoat anything. Um, I, I think things could get get worse, and they, and they probably will, to be honest. But what I mentioned in the uh, World on Fire episode were some things that I think we can grab hold of if we're looking for some tangible ways to see things through the lens of Christ and understand kind of what we're going through and what we're called to do as Christians, despite all the, all the bad stuff that's happening. And so I hope today and the next episode help us to focus our prayers to um, where, they, where they should be. And I want to read a verse as we start out 
um, just a famous verse. You may have heard it a lot during the last couple of years. You may have heard it just a lot through your lifetime. It's from Second Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. So the context of that verse is following King Solomon's dedication of the temple. And there's um, just some overlap in the books of First Kings and Second Chronicles of this event and Solomon imploring the Lord for his presence to be with Israel. And I've just been kind of in my my own quiet time and my study of the Bible and thinking about this podcast, thinking like, where, where are some things that I should turn to, Lord, as far as direction for talking about prayer, talking about America, and so forth. And, and just in my own regular reading, I'm, I'm going through end of David's reign, beginning of Solomon's kingdom being set up. And, and then I just happened to start reading through these passages, um, specifically first Kings, um, eight and nine. And Solomon, you know, is, is tasked with building the temple. He, uh, David asks to do it during his reign, but that's something God says, no, your, your son is going to do that. Your, your heir. And, um, Solomon fulfills that promise. It's a, a lengthy time. It's this elaborate, you know, magnificent structure. And after he, he does all of this, he's, he's going before Israel and going before the Lord and, and basically just asking God to be with this country, um, as it moves forward. And there's this, there's this line that just kind of keeps coming up and keeps coming up in, in first Kings in this passage. He says, he asks the Lord, he says, then here in heaven, here in heaven, Meaning, whatever we experience as a nation, if we if we turn from you, if we start going down the wrong path, and we we fall into sin, and uh, and we're separated from you, but we acknowledge that and we come back to you, Lord, would you please hear in heaven and would you uh, hear our request and, and turn towards us again? And he he talks about different scenarios and different things in this chapter and, and saying. Lord, would you hear from heaven? Would you, would you turn towards us again? If we, if this happens, would you, would you, you know, do this? And it's basically him just saying, restore us, redeem us, and set us right again. Um, I want to read one passage of that just from first Kings and uh, just to give you some context there so you can hear it. It's a little bit lengthy, but it's first uh, Kings eight, 46 through 50. But, uh, this is, this is what Solomon is, is saying quite a bit throughout this, this passage. He says, if they sin against you for there's no one who does not sin and you are angry with them and give them to an enemy so that they are carried away captive to the land of the enemy far off or near. Yet if they turn their heart in the land to which they have been carried captive and repent and plead with you in the land of their captors, saying, We have sinned and acted perversely and wickedly. If they repent with all their heart and with all their soul in the land of their enemies who carry them captive and pray to you toward their land, which you gave to their fathers, the city that you have chosen, and the house that I have built for your name, then here in heaven your dwelling place, their prayer, and their plea, and maintain their cause, and forgive your people who have sinned against you, and all their transgressions, that they 
have committed against you, and grant them compassion in the sight of those who have carried them captive, that they may have compassion on them. So Solomon going to the Lord and and basically saying in, in some future point down the road, if this is where this nation finds itself, if we've if we've sinned and then fallen captive to the to an enemy and being taken into a foreign land, and then at that point the people realize like we have sinned, we've done perverse and wicked things, and and then they turn back to you, Lord. Would you hear from heaven and would you restore them? And obviously, we know the path that Israel takes. There, they do eventually go into exile. They do fall into all these things. And, and God does bring them back and restore them. But uh, it's just interesting that this is something that Solomon puts forth, um, just having dedicated the temple and asked, you know, for the Lord to, to anoint and bless this, this whole event and then to go before them. And then we see in First Kings chapter 9, the, the response of the Lord to that, and what I read before in Second Chronicles 7, if my people were called by my name, that verse also, um, just another book um, encapsulating that, that response of the Lord as well. So these are the things God will do if we turn towards Him. So what does all that mean as we pray for America? What's, what's the correlation? And I don't, I'm not one to sit here and, and just immediately make that jump and just copy and paste everything that Israel did and, and paste it onto America and say, okay, you know, but I think there are definitely some, some things that we can pull away from that. I don't, I don't want to get into where is America's role in the end times or, um, you know, all those things. Those are for uh, more scholarly, much smarter people than I am to, to figure that out. But I do think that there is a, uh, something that is embedded into this, this nation and into our founding, um, which is based upon the Lord, which is based upon this Christian faith, which is part of our, our DNA. And, we have not been a perfect country. We, we readily admit that. I readily admit that. But that, that grace upon our land, that, that founding that is here, that's something that I don't think we can get away from because it's, it's part of, of what caused America to come into being. And it's a heritage that we do not turn from lightly. So today I want to take a few areas to pray over and just apply this and then um, in a week to, to do the same thing with the next episode. And these are some, some of the prayers that I want to be praying over ourselves, over this land, and really just encourage you to, to join me in this. Um, it's different format this time because I'm actually just going to pause and just, we're going to pray and, and lead you in, in a prayer, but um, you can make that even more personal or you can, you can, Make it whatever you want, but I, I would ask you to at least agree together in this as we pray over these things. And even as I'm recording this and, and praying this now, as you're listening to it, you're you're hearing it and agreeing with it um, in the moment and in, in the time that you're um, you're praying as well. So, very first, and these are just kind of segmented out, but the very first area that um, 
that I bring before the Lord is a prayer for personal repentance. I think this is kind of where we we start. And it's to um, just say a very first important step is to confess our sins to the Lord. This is key. Uh, if we see God as holy and perfect, we we evaluate ourselves, we size ourselves up accordingly, and we know we've we've missed the market times. Um, Romans three twenty three for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And even in Christ, even after we come to know Jesus, we're still prone to sin. We're still prone to messing up. So, uh, going further along this discussion, our 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 own fallen nature. We we have sins of commission, things that we we do but we shouldn't do, and and sins of omission, things that we don't do but we should. And along the same lines, there's you know sins that we knowingly do and act out. And then there's also sins that we we unknowingly do. I think just the fallen state that we are in, we we are sinful human beings that um, we we can sin even without necessarily knowing it. Sometimes, so we bring all that before the Lord and we confess it to Him, and we re- re- ask Him to reveal anything that's hidden between us. And it's not an easy process. Um, it's it's not it's humbling. It's humbling to say I'm I'm messed up. I'm I'm a sinner. And if I'm going to talk about America and just the fallen state of our world and where things are at, I think a good place is just to start looking inward first and say, what is it that that I need to deal with before I can really address anything else? So um, this prayer that I have is uh, just one that. Again, I'd ask that you agree with, and uh, and then we'll move forward to our next point. Lord, we ask that you would indeed hear from heaven. Forgive my sin and anything I have held from you. I believe that you have a plan for my life that is good, and that when I sin, I forfeit the opportunity to follow that plan. I want to serve you wholeheartedly. And I repent from any area of my life that I have held back from you. Amen. Another area of prayer that kind of goes, I guess, the next circle bigger than um, than ourselves. If we're talking about ourselves, then kind of widening that circle. Just talking about our own spheres of influence. I think next we have to take a look at the areas we are responsible for and in the people that we have influence over, lives that we personally affect and we want to influence for the kingdom. So certainly this is family, and I've said it before many times, um, this is not an original statement, but the home is our primary mission field, and I have to take that on as, as who I am first and foremost responsible for as a Christian. Praying that my my kids would see Christ during this time, they would see my wife and I leading them well, bringing us together in prayer, being in the Word together as a family, instructing them, teaching them, stewarding them. From there, who else do we have influence over? Well, coworkers, neighbors, classmates, friends, um, those in our church. We ask for the the 
relationships that are closest to us to be the ones in which we're talking about Christ, we're sharing his love, we're pointing others towards truth. And that our lives would reflect the light of Jesus in, in his truth. You know, let us walk uprightly before others so that they see Jesus. And with all this, there's some spiritual readiness to consider that we would share boldly with those around us, that we'd um, keep our antenna up, so to speak, for those situations, that we're looking for the opportunities to talk about Jesus in um, in those spheres of influence. First Peter 3.15, But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. So that being said, let's pray together for this next area. Lord, we ask for favor in the relationships you have most closely entrusted to us. We realize those aren't by accident. First, to our families, let us shine lights before them that honor you and leave no doubt about who you are and what a relationship in Jesus looks like. Let our lives draw people towards the gospel, not repel them away. Additionally, bless our conversations and our witness inside of the home and outside. Forgive us for when and where we've neglected or avoided conversations we knew we should be having. Help us be sensitive to the Spirit's prompting. Amen. Finally today, I want to end by praying for the church and uh, just the local, national level, um, even beyond as uh, you may be listening and you're, you're in a country that's outside the U.S., but um, want to lift up the church in your land as well. I think we can all agree that the, the church has taken its bumps and bruises over the last couple of years. Um, many have simply just left the church uh, started with the pandemic, but they've they've just never returned. Um, some ministers and ministries have have watered down their approach, and not saying that this wasn't pre-pandemic, but I think it's somehow been exacerbated through all this, and and a lot of our um, things that maybe are are related to woke culture and so so forth have kind of crept in more steadily in the last couple of years and, and that's affected preaching and I would say have, have led to kind of a soft gospel um, and more I've heard people call it gummy bear preaching but uh, whatever you want to call it just uh, uh, less on the the tenets of the faith and and more on just um, non-essential things, I guess you could say. And I think there's a need to pray for, for both a shepherding against outside influences and at the same time a, a teaching of the Word which reflects a pure and unstained gospel. And there's there's been a lot of shaking going on in the body, and I think much of this is due to the Lord wanting to purify His bride, to to cleanse, to restore, to position and give us a posture for what's coming next. And for, for others, there's, there's a, a pruning going on, you know, churches and ministries that there's just some things being cut away. It's not necessarily um, bad stuff, but it's more of a focusing in so that you can grow more and you can be, again, ready for, for what is next. And then on the opposite side of that, there's just ministries being dismantled because there is no, there is no fruit. 
and they're just dead branches and they're they're being thrown into the fire. You can read the words of of the gospels where it, it kind of talks about this. And I I think we will see more of this. Um, I haven't talked a lot about this on the podcast, but if you follow me on social media or even in some of the blogs that I've written um, the last couple of years, the um, my own heart is that uh, th- this is going on and, and it will continue. I think as we, um, as one example is just to look at how certain ministries, um, me, min- ministers, church leaders and, and um, authors, whatever, through the last couple of years, how they've navigated things with, related just to, to the pandemic, related to COVID, and what choices they made, perhaps based upon convenience, um, government influence, uh, dare I say, monetary um you know, types of things, whatever the the gain was for them, how they then responded and and what they told their congregants and those that they they speak into their denominations, what have you. So I feel like that's that's out there and that's affecting the church um, to a great deal as well. And just all that to boil it down and say the church needed, I think, to go through some of this and it continues to to need this process of refining. Um, I think it's, it's bringing us out more strengthened and to be more focused and on message in terms of the gospel and, and what we're really about. And if you're interested at all, there's a, a prayer series I did back in September, 2020. It was, um, it was called prayer points. It was actually leading up to the election um, that year and just some areas to focus on. But one part of that was just lifting up the local church. And so a lot of what reflects in that blog, um, again, at my website is reflected in, in what my heart is today and praying for our church, praying for our leaders, um, where we kind of go from here. And uh, to just keep standing up, even amidst persecution, um, the, the need just not to stall out and, and throw our hands up in this time, but to, to keep moving forward and, and again, keep that gospel center first, first and foremost. Um, Galatians 6, verse 9, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Great words there from Paul, and certainly he knew what it was like to stand up against persecution and persevere and um, to just keep going and not not uh, get tired of doing what is good. So finally, this prayer today for the church, if you would join me with this, and uh, let's just um, let's just believe that God is going to do some great and amazing things through his church, even through these these times of great trial, that he's he has a plan. Lord, we know the church has gone through so much in a relatively short length of time. We know the church is the means by which you advance your kingdom. We thank you for its existence and for your love for your bride. We ask that you would strengthen the body. Let our unity be in the main tenets of the gospel, of salvation through faith alone in Jesus, the inerrancy of your word, acknowledging the 
the triune nature of God, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and so on, those main points that, that we agree upon, and bring us together despite what whatever minor differences uh, separate us. At the same time, root out the areas and personalities that are not interested in kingdom advancement, but seek only personal gain. This time has revealed that there are wolves among the sheep. Allow the brethren, the brothers and sisters in the body, to spot these wolves, to spot these deceptions, and to call them out. Protect your bride. Help us, even as we endure persecution, to stand tall. We think of those enduring far greater persecutions worldwide, even across our border in places like Canada. Let us stand firm and uphold one another. Let your gospel be preached boldly. Give our pastors and ministers unshakable boldness in these days. And let our congregations grasp onto this vision. Amen. Guys, I, I want to thank you for tuning in today and taking this time to pray with me. For this episode, uh, I think praying for America is a little bit more foundational, um, starting with us, looking within, and then extending out and including the church. And these are elements that I think influence this nation on on an individual person-to-person level, or at least they have for a long time. You know, one additional prayer for the church that I would have is that God would reverse its waning influence upon this land and upon the culture. We've we've seen the unchurched generation starting to come out in places like Europe, where they're perhaps a few years ahead of us, but it's been this great falling away and um, just a, an entire generation that, that really doesn't even know the Lord. So we're only a few years behind them, it seems like, and there's there's a lot that are already uh, unreached in our own land. So we're praying, and I, I believe we must pray for a move back towards church and Christian fellowship to grow in this land, that there be a, a burden and a heart for that because of our love of the Lord. I think it's it's part of what has shaped America for so many years. It's it's part of what makes this a special place. And I'm praying that it would continue. And as you're listening to this, wherever you are, um, praying for that heart for your own land, for your own people to say, let us return to the Lord. And and as Solomon said, that that you would hear from hear from heaven, God, that that if we we turn, but if we realize our sin, we realize the error of our ways, that you would then restore us and bring us back to you. And I think that is totally an appropriate prayer to be to be praying in these times. So closing us out today with our theme verse, Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will the Lord's will is. Guys, I thank you so much for listening, for praying with me. If this has been a blessing to you, if this is something that you want to share with somebody, um, please feel free to do that and uh, and just get others to continue to rally and continue to pray for this land. We'll we'll do it again next week, and uh, we'll see you then. Bye bye. Hey guys, this is Derek Charles Johnson. You have been listening to the As Bold as Lions podcast. I am a blogger, a songwriter, an artist. And if you've been encouraged by this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe and share. And head over to DerekCharlesJohnson.com for more encouraging content.
God bless.